0: From CSG Studios high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there on the interwebs? We are back at Jake's Sports and Spirits, 38th and Walnut, recording the podcast Rosters, hipster glasses. Martin is out on assignment. He is covering the Daytona 500 for us. But with me, as always, the king himself, making his way all the way down here from Fortin. It's Mister Morton.
1: I'm not used to hearing my first, not not hearing my first name there. I'm, I'm, you threw me off. What's up, everybody?
0: You so graduated cool. to Mister <laughs> Morton. Mister Morton. <laughs> yeah, Mister Morton. That's pretty
1: <laughs> damn formal for this podcast. I was like, geez. <laughs> I, other, I could break in with something like saying, like. It's uh, you know my only my dad is Mr. Morton, but I'm I'm not one of those types of people. So
0: yes, and joining us from BSN Denver, Harrison Wind, or as he's known, Gone with the Wind, or NBA Wind on Twitter. I'm also known as that
1: or Harrison
0: the NBA Wind or Harrison. Her-
2: I do have the best name in Denver sports. You do, do actually. That's <laughs> been c- said by multiple people. <laughs>
0: <That's> a- <laughs> you got to lead with that. Multiple people have said I have the best name in sports. When you say I have the best name, you sound we kind like You should actually a put that
2: on the business card. <laughs> Harrison Wynn, the best name, best in, name sports. in sports.
0: <laughs> best name in sports. Best name in sports media. There's definitely better.
2: World be free. Better, better world peace. peace. Those, are, those are up there with me.
0: Hightower, Youngblood. That Rambo guy was like Devante Rambo or something. Cavante Rambo. Cavante Rambo. Oh, well, even that's Ma- the greatest name. Even
1: man. Mateen Cleaves had a good name.
0: What? I don't think so. What?
2: It's it, in my mind. It's me and World Be Free. <laughs> we're
1: we're up there on a on a level by ourselves. She's gonna write that down. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> me and World Be Free. World Be Free and I. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so Jeff, what have you? Uh, what have you done for the last couple of days? What have you been doing with yourself?
1: <laughs> how long has it been since we podcasted?
0: Well, I hate the uh, the question of, like, how's it going? It's like, oh, horrible. My significant other just broke up with me. I'm sleeping on the couch now. My back hurts because I'm having to sleep on the damn couch, you know? Like, like, no one ever actually says how you I
1: really feeling. like how you threw in my significant other there. you being real PC talking <laughs> yeah, to the game. Right, that was a good we're catch. friends, Nate. You don't have to do that. It's done, well. <laughs> it's done well. Done uh, well. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's been covering the Nuggets and doing recording a lot of videos. So
0: I was just going through my schedule. My buddies were trying to figure out a night to get together and hang out. And you know, one of my friends married two kids. Another one of my buddies is married. Uh, I have married to the Nuggets, I guess. So it's like we're, we're like, well, I'm free. Not this a bad day. person
2: to be married to. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm free this day Well I got this going on I have like no free days ever I'm like yeah I'll be at Pepsi Center that night I gotta work that night Pepsi Center that night Pepsi It's like It's crazy Yeah but you, It's as a I busy re-
1: season As I recall back in your uh, Your heyday In 2012-13 You were at uh, Pretty much busy All the time then Yes But it was all nugget stuff It's
0: always yeah. busy Yeah
2: The basketball season You get busier Right Yeah You definitely do I mean we had Three games last week Yeah Monday, Wednesday, Friday so, yeah, last week was pretty packed. Yeah, it
1: was. And, it's you know, it's, once you get into the grind of the season, you find yourself saying, "No, well, I don't have to go to Pepsi Center tonight. Maybe I won't do it. And, and, and at the beginning of the season, you're like, I'm going to go to every single game.
2: I think I'm going to go to every game this season.
1: <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm not kidding.
1: You think I'm kidding, but I'm not.
0: He'll be there. You'll be there to watch the Warriors on Sunday. Oh,
2: I'm so pumped to
1: watch the Warriors. That's the next game, right? When the Sixers come in, Harrison's the only one in the press box.
0: No,
2: we play Phoenix on Friday, then the Warriors on Sunday, and I'm going to get to the stadium like four hours early and just follow Steph Curry (laughs) around the whole day.
1: This this is kid. You and Trey Kirby. (laughs) They're going to kick me out of the
2: stadium, out of Pepsi Center, before the game (laughs) even tips off.
0: They play Phoenix on Friday?
2: Yeah. Yep
0: they just play Phoenix yeah right and then they got to play Milwaukee here again soon right uh, that was like so? 11 days yeah, after they, they, they last played. okay
1: they they have a four game homestand and then they have a four game uh, road trip No, five game road trip so they have a four
0: game homestand coming up yeah See, you're always surprised that players like don't necessarily know who they have next I, I never have any idea the schedule one day to the other I check my phone like three times a day like what's the nugget schedule I'm very unorganized, I guess. <laughs> it's well, if you, it's go, it's a, the you moral can go on to
2: um, Nuggets.com and you can program uh, all the games into your calendar on your iPhone. I have. Have you done that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's pretty nice. It's really nice. I haven't done that. You I should lie
1: by the seat of my pants.
0: But it only alerts me like an hour before the game. <laughs> right, like, I need, right, I need, right, right. I need alerts like three days before and then constantly every couple hours. <laughs> Brains turned to mush. Concussion syndrome is real. <laughs> really the real. struggle,
2: the struggle is real. The struggle's so real. So I
0: mean, the the dominant stuff this week, pro sports. All right, so I I'd written a a big Will Barton article that I was hoping to publish Monday morning. Yes, and then this news breaks Sunday of the Broncos getting their butts <laughs> kicked by the Chiefs. Oh God! And Peyton Manning. Gets sat down in that game. I left. I, during the first half, I was like, I need to go get a haircut and I'm going to go to the gym. Wait, you were at the game? No. And you left the game? I just left my couch. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens on the couch. <laughs> so I, I go get a haircut. I go to the gym trying to work on the three point shot for uh, maybe a competition we might have coming up at some point. But I, I didn't see. I was just, I was so frustrated with the Broncos, I just left. But. Have you guys thought about this whole, and Twitter has just been a mess for the last three days. Bronco's Twitter is in shambles. But I really feel like that the media are the ones, like, stirring up the most crap.
1: Uh, I would agree because there was two articles today, one by Mark Kisla and one by James um, Merillat from whatever their name they are. Mile High, Mile high, high Sports. High sports. Uh, it's
0: Denver Stiff's partner, Jeff. Mile High Sports. Come on.
1: We'll talk about that later. Um. We'll, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll edit that out in post. Uh, the, uh, and they the basically suggesting that the the Broncos sabotaged Peyton Manning and set him up to fail. And basically there was this vast, as Hillary Clinton would say, a vast right-wing conspiracy <laughs> to, uh, to uh, take Peyton Manning down. Which, listen... I'll just say this is this will be my only Peyton Manning comment of the podcast. Um, he played like crap. He looks really old. But I would not doubt that the the Broncos are very happy this is happening right now, so they can play Brock Osweiler. See, I think
2: two things are true. I would agree with that. Um, I do think there's an element um, to that, though. With them, this I don't have a ton of football knowledge, but. With them bringing in Gary Kubiak, doesn't he want to, like, run the ball and have his quarterback rolling out on these bootlegs and yes. stuff? Did anybody think that was going to work with Peyton?
1: No right-thinking no. <laughs> people did. <laughs> right?
2: So, I mean, I don't see how he was supposed to have a big year in this system anyway. And the Broncos, Lord too, they,
0: they have to evaluate Brock because he's going to be a free agent, right? They've like, got to figure out if this kid can play. Not that that has played into it, but this will. They want to see if This will be a two birds with one stone type of thing. They want to see if he'll brock their world. Right. I don't know. Pain's been Maybe he'll so
1: brock them like a hurricane.
0: Two brock Shakur.
1: <laughs> Pain's
2: been so bad this year. Brock I'm just. Dre. I'm just over it, and I'm ready to turn the page ready to move on to Brock for sure so I'm would still you say
1: that they're, jokes off on Twitter so would you say that they're ready to Brock the Kasbah? yes
2: that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> that is it
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, we could go all day on this yes <laughs> huh? I
1: know but because the name Brock is just so fungible
0: I like Brock Osweiler from the fact that he has a he has good arm strength and he kind of is like Ben Roethlisberger in the pocket doesn't fear contact he'll try to move around in the pocket while guys are like collapsing around him. Well, then he's 25 feet tall. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing what he can do. I mean, I think the Broncos' offense looked like it was missing a quarterback, quite frankly. You have Sanders. You have Demarius. You got Owen Daniels catching 100 yards a game now. And then you you had Peyton that just looks like you said, Jeff. He looks old, so whatever. Try something else. You know, it's sports. That's what we do. We recycle guys. If you're not getting the job done, get the hell out. Move on. I do like Say how it. Owen Daniels
2: yeah. decided to start playing once they signed Vernon Davis,
1: though. Okay, wow. me, um, why don't they
0: play Vernon Davis? I
1: because Owen Daniels is the man all of a sudden. Okay, let me he let me let sucks. me set this little thing <laughs> up here because we were at uh, a, a a local establishment uh, a couple Sundays ago when the Broncos played the uh, the Colts. Recess, and we kept looking up at yeah, we kept looking up at the screen, and every time we looked up, Owen Daniels was catching a pass, <laughs> and we had just gone on this. Rant about how Owen Daniels was completely worthless. He heard you. <laughs> he <laughs> he, heard, he listens to Cardinal Sports Guys
2: and he heard, he heard,
1: his, he heard it. His, his, his ears were burning. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we, uh, you know, listen, it's, it's, there's no way Peyton Manning is coming back this season. It's, None. I it's mean, done. It's,
0: it's like John Fox used to say, next man up. I actually think we have a soundbite of that. Let me see if I can cue this up here. Oh, here we go. Uh, if I was still the coach, I totally would
1: not have sat Peyton Manning down. I would have rode him like a horse all the way, like a Bronco, all the way to the Super Bowl. Next man up. We have a next man up policy here.
0: I think they run on first down, too. I don't know. And we run on first down. (laughs) Oh, there it is. There you go, coach. (laughs) You like a nice pregnant pause there. So that will conclude Broncos That was some exclusive
1: audio, I believe, uh, Ross Martin went to his least favorite city in the world, Chicago, and got that audio for us. So. Yeah.
0: on his way to the detour in the 500. Uh-huh.
1: They took a detour north to, to south.
2: So, something I do know that's going to happen in the Broncos game is John Fox is going to make some kind of time management error. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. Maybe something after the two-minute warning. I just, it's going to be horrible. Know. It's going to be something.
0: <laughs> He's going to th- do something. Let me see if I have some sound. I might have some sound on that. Let me see. Here we go. People have asked me about my time management, and I tell
1: them, next man up. And when you have a next man up policy, it makes it easier to not manage the clock. Because uh, when you run on first down, you have to have a next man up policy. Time I mean, management.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what John Fox is talking about sometimes. <laughs> it's just, it just makes no sense. So glad he's not the coach in Denver anymore. I'm glad we got the Koobs <laughs> back, baby. I think the Koobs might be a robot. He might be like a – what was that chick that was married to Tom Cruise and that was Stepford wife? He might be a Stepford wife.
1: Nicole Kidman?
0: Yes. They're going to pull Kubiak's face off at some point, and and then the remote's going to fall out of Elway's pocket. He's going to be like, damn it, Koobs. Maybe
2: Kubiak and Manning have just switched bodies on us. That could be. Manning's coaching the team, Kubiak's quarterback in the team.
0: Face off? Talking a little face off, actually. Face off.
1: (laughs) Travolta and – who Nick Cage, Nick man. Cage, that's right. They need when, to remake that movie when Nick when Nick Cage was still doing good movies.
0: It was a decent movie. It's okay, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Travolta really yeah. fell off too. Anyway, was he ever really good?
1: This is this is all you guys.
0: <laughs> Travolta was he ever good? No, not really. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: a good point. I mean, Nick Cage at least made Leaving Las Vegas.
0: Has you never seen any John Travolta movies?
2: Yeah, I've seen a few.
0: I've seen more
2: Travolta. Nick Cage movies than John Travolta movies. <laughs> not the bees. Not the bees. Sorry. <laughs> National Treasure has been on a
0: lot lately. He wasn't I'm bad sure. in uh, Kick-Ass. He was okay in the first Kick-Ass.
1: Uh, how about... Uh,
0: no, he wasn't. He was actually kind of sick and perverted. M-
1: uh Moonstruck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that one where he gets drunk all the time and suits that prostitute. It's like
1: shares leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, leaving Las Vegas, yeah. which is the most depressing movie I've ever seen. In he my was life. like a he was on like a two bottle a day booze habit. Yeah, it was it was he went to Vegas to drink himself to death. Ugh, ugh. not good. Ugh, hey, ugh, like Krusty. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, crusty. All right. Well, you know it isn't crusty. The rookie class this season oh, God. And the wow. NBA that
2: was strong, uh, mate. That
0: was strong. Though I thought that was a bad transition. <laughs> but we're going to talk about these NBA rookies because they have been impressive. They have given us some sweet life. Yeah, these rookies have been good, though. Who do you guys who – who's the one rookie where if they're on league pass and you have an option of five or six games, who are you clicking on to watch?
1: Uh, Porzingis. Me, Porzingis, of course. Uh, I still call him Zinger.
0: Porzingis? It's, what about – what if
2: Towns is on? I mean, I'd l- I love watching Towns, too, but Porzingis is just, like,
1: absolutely must-see.
0: I think it's Porzingis. He's so, I love so, so him. freaking tall, man.
1: <laughs> it's so weird because he's like so all good. limbs and it's tiny torso. And it is the weirdest thing watching him work because he looks like the the meme internet meme Slender Man. You think
0: his uh dad is Drago? <laughs> Drago! Dude,
1: I think
2: the <laughs> I think the whole New York thing helps him too. Yeah. Imagine if Towns was in New York right now. Dude. Oh man!
0: I saw the cover. The hype. Of the, hype. the cover of the one of the New York papers was like, "Move over, Jeremy Lin. There's a new sensation in town." It was like, "I'm going to say, poor insanity or something like that." Oh, Jesus, so like, awful! Something, it was something like that. Chris Sanity. There was, was a Sanity. I think yeah. the
2: Knicks were playing the Hornets. Was that last night? And somebody put out a tweet that was like, "People in this game who have captivated Madison Square Garden before Mellow. and it was like. Porzingis, Jeremy
1: Lin, Kemba Walker and then Mello. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what. Mello, Mello helped the brother out last night because he kept passing it him.
0: I tell you what, if he makes an All-Star team, I think he should grow the cornrows back. I want to see Porzingis? It's Porzingis <laughs> with the cornrows. Yeah, <laughs> not right. Mello. Maybe him and Mello should both grow them back. It'd be, be a awesome. Nice nice
1: <laughs> team bonding thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, listen, I uh, forget the, the bad steps. Bozingas! Not that. What the hell is that? That's his rap song. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you don't tell. You've never heard it. Oh, okay. That's no. something I have to do. Um, we should lead in with that next time. <laughs> Chris Dobbs. And it's just... Yeah. Anyway, uh, forgetting all that and forgetting about him you know, rapping and Dirty, which is like circa 2006, um, he... I don't know. He just has those, as I was saying to you guys before the podcast, we should just have a segment called, as I was saying before the podcast. It's a wonderful. <laughs> um, anyway, that he is perfect for the system they're running. They found the perfect guy for it, and that's all you need. To be honest with you, forget Melo, forget all the rest of them, you I know, Lopez. They found the guy that they can run the pinch post, and it's I, that's all you really need in the in the triangle.
0: Yeah, and that's you hit on the main part. He's a franchise-type player, yeah. especially in that kind of system, I think. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the Knicks attempt to move forward with him and what the hell are they going to do with Carmelo. And they don't really have to do anything with him because they're probably going to make the playoffs this year. Been know, a they could. They have, a, they have a legit chance to make the playoffs. So that's going to, I think, quell any of any of the talk that they might trade Carmelo this season, which a lot of people thought that they would. And I think Porzingis, along with obviously Robin Lopez, probably has been a follow to a degree. They've made that team interesting. Flawo, in
1: Flawo hadn't even. This is what his second game. He's yeah. He's barely yeah. back. Yeah. I'll tell you
2: what I love about Porzingis is, Porzingis. You, can, you can tell he's such a smart player. Like his basketball, is yeah. off the charts. And all he, he just had this quote. I'm trying to find it, but it was something about he wanted to get drafted to the Knicks because yeah. he wanted the pressure. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. And, and he's owning it. I mean, he's accepting it. And you know, I, I don't know. I love. Didn't he say I've that right after
0: draft night too? And they he to said him? it
2: after draft night, and then he just said it recently again. And he was like, "I want to get drafted by the Knicks because I want that pressure to actually like get good as a player immediately."
0: What did he? Did he say he wanted to prove people that prove to people he could play? Yeah, prove them wrong or something. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the way he's he kind of it. Added, like, I'm going to win them
1: over. That's the kind of attitude you need in New York, though. Well, that's uh, yeah. there's a constant pressure out there. Um, you know, at, he is one. My number one, my number two is Towns. I think actually, to be honest with you, they're both right up there. Well, yeah, one and one, one and A. one. A. Yeah, for just, sure. I mean, we just watched Towns, uh, Minnesota, play Orlando, and it's, um, you know, he's everything he's advertised and more. Is Porzingis more fun because he can shoot threes?
2: <laughs> I mean, Towns could, Towns will be able to shoot threes next year, probably, but I think Porzingis is just so tall. And the fact that he's on the
1: Knicks, he's just like, oh, god, He's fascinating. Yeah. It is a fascinating thing that he, in his rookie season, has managed to make Melo want to pass to him, something that countless people who've gone through Denver have never been able to do, and even people who've gone to New York. It's, that is fascinating to me. I,
2: th- I think it's also because nobody thought Porzingis was going to be this good this year. I mean, we thought he was going to be That's at this true. level next year or the year after. The fact that he's just coming into New York and playing like this, yeah.
1: it's, no, it's I agree. awesome. I agree.
0: Yeah, and I know I, I, before leading into the draft, I, I asked the question, you know, if Jokic was coming out this year, would he get the same hype as Porzingis? Porzingis is so far ahead of Jokic. Yeah. So far. Ahead. Oh, yeah. And it's, I think Jokic, is a, nice. he's a decent prospect, but it's like he's so much further oh, ahead. Oh, man,
1: imagine the Nuggets right now with Porzingis.
0: Instead of Fareed? Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine the Nuggets without Fareed and a lot of scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. But Porzingis yeah. has been fun. I thought the Knicks uniforms they wore last night were spectacular. Oh well, they were fantastic. White uniforms with I like a... I loved them. Yep. What would you call that? Like kind of a checkered. checkered...
1: orange and blue checkered.
0: Yeah, checkered uh, seams. seams? Yeah, in inseams. Yeah. In-seams. They and are the they, definition they of had the,
1: fire the fire meme. Yeah, and then they had the blue
0: lettering on the front instead of orange, right? Just said New York. They they were sharp, man. I thought those were the best new uniforms I've seen this season. I don't know if those are even new. Maybe they've had them. I just didn't watch the Knicks last year.
2: They've had something like them. I feel like they've changed every year, but they've had those uh, checkered designs before.
0: I like those. And then just running through, looking at some of these rookies, obviously D'Angelo Russell has been, Lakers fans, probably frustrated with, hopefully with the fact that Byron Scott's not playing him and not frustrated with the player himself because I would love to see Russell on a handful of other teams besides the L.A. Lakers. And just and it makes me appreciate, and I've even heard from other people, a lot of people have said it makes you appreciate what Malone's doing with Moutier. You know, I mean, look at if we had Byron Scott here, if Brian Shaw was still here oh, wow. and pulling this kind of crap with Moutier, I'd be furious. Well, it, it, it's...
1: It makes you wonder what the motivation is to do that sort of thing because he's—they're discouraging him.
0: You could tell he's discouraged. You could tell he's got. And Malone talked about that down. a lot this year. Like you don't want to—you don't want to crush his confidence. If crushed his confidence. I well,
2: mean, well, Byron Scott's desperately trying to win games, right? Are we all in agreement on that? Because he's—he's going to get fired at the end of the year.
0: <laughs> I think he's just like letting Kobe do whatever he wants, and he's just hanging out
2: yeah I I mean I still really like Russell we were talking about like imagine if he was the stats he'd be putting up on Philly or even here in Denver
1: well what's frustrating is is uh, Lou Williams it's getting all the run in the fourth quarter and it's like yeah it, he Lou is Lou and he's just gonna jack up a bunch of shots and he's never passed a ball in his life but I mean at that at the same point you really do need a the second pick in the draft to be playing in those situations. And the lack of understanding of that is perplexing to me. I mean, it really is. The situation I keep coming back to, look
2: at the Timberwolves and how they have Kevin Garnett there. And look at the Lakers and how they have Kobe Bryant there. Yeah. And the two of those guys, Kobe could be doing what Garnett's doing, you know, being a mentor to Russell as Garnett's a mentor to Towns. You know, and stepping aside and letting the more talented player do his thing, but you know Kobe's Kobe, so he's not gonna
1: step aside for that. Well, it, but that's that's the kind of the thing, though, is that Kobe's a two. They could play play him at the three. You don't necessarily, you know, Kobe doesn't have to sacrifice for uh, D'Angelo Williams to be in the game, or D'Angelo Williams, D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo. I have no idea where that came from, D'Angelo Russell to be in the game. It's Lou Williams they're playing over uh, D'Angelo Russell, and it makes zero sense. Zero sense.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I love, I love KG in Minnesota. I, some people, not everybody, I didn't really have this criticism of towns, but some people brought up, you know, what is his desire level? Does he love playing basketball? Is this, you know, is this the game for him? Whatever you're trying to figure that aspect out. I think having KG there. I mean, I, that Nuggets game when they played the Wolves at home in the, in the home opener, right? Towns was, like, furious at a couple calls. And I watched another like, watched a couple more of their games this year where when he wasn't getting calls and stuff, he was, like, putting his head in his jersey. He was, like, fired up into the game, like, really competitive. And I think that I don't know how much of that you owe to Garnett, but I, I do think having Garnett with him there is going to be instrumental for his career. And I've, I kind of feel like bringing Garnett back there, like Flip Saunders doing that, almost kind of you know, was passing the franchise along to KG in a lot of ways. And that was obviously, you know, he's buying into the team or will be an owner in the team at some point, right? But it's just, I, I, I really think it's important to have those kind of teammates and Kobe, complete opposite. The complete wrong guy you want to have around young players, Kevin Garnett, looks like the absolute best case scenario for who you want in there. Love it. How about about old Jaleel Okafor, the old school big man?
1: I'll let Harrison take this one.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, Okafor was my pick for rookie of the year. And (laughs) um, I I love what he's doing because part of me really wants the post-up game to come back, to make a revival. And I feel like Okafor's the best bet for that. I think he already might be the best back-to-the-basket player in the league. Um I don't know. I just love what he's doing. And, I mean, I knew he, I knew this would happen because Philly doesn't have anybody else to score the ball, so they can just dump it down to him in the post. He can get his 20 and 10. And, I mean, he's got great moves already. I've been really impressed.
0: I really like watching big guys operate, like when you throw the ball into the post, either going to work and scoring or passing out of the post. I think you can have a lot of success with having Okafer as your center and having four guys around him like the Dwight Howard, Kind of magic type thing. I, I really do think Okafor has a chance to be, or centers in general. Look at it in Denver. Nurkic is the same way. The best hope for him is that he can be a, a factor in the post, but also be a playmaker in the post. I think either at the high or low post. You talking about the
1: back. Stan Van Gundy system of four wings and White Howard? Yeah, you know, that kind I love that. The, I I think it's fun. The inside out, or the yeah, literally inside yeah, I out. Yeah, you need your you need your center to be a defensive player though.
2: I don't yeah. think Okafor is going to be that. That's a good point.
0: Yes. <laughs> so that'd be it's a bit of an issue. Best. I mean, <laughs> I mean
1: that is ex- that, that's a very good point, too. You know, and that's something he, if he's going to be a player that he thinks he can be, he's going to need to develop that, that side. He's going to need to develop the defense. And I don't know if right now he has that commitment, but right now it's not important because the, the 76ers are dreadful. I haven't watched a him awful. enough to see
0: his defense. Has he been bad? I know that was the knock on him coming in, obviously. Yeah, I
1: mean, he,
2: uh, he hasn't been, like – He's not I much
0: of a rim protector, is no, he?
2: No, I mean, he's not yeah. good. Let's just put it that way. He's not good. And they got Newlands Newell, who covers up for a lot of his mistakes already.
1: Yeah.
0: And then watching, like, watching Towns block shots, like that block he had tonight to keep to send the game to overtime. Oh, yeah. It's like 20,000 feet in the air. It's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable, so, dude. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Well, uh,
1: you know, it's kind of like Towns has Garnett, Moutier has Jameer Nelson. How do you think Jameer is helping
0: Moutier? I think he's helping him. I don't don't think it's like, I don't think he's having a major impact like, hey, we're doing this right now and now we're going to go do this. He's probably letting him find his own way, but... Like, he said he, he's there, he's available if he needs him. And I'm I th- sure he's offering I think players. it
2: is really helpful having them on the floor together, and I think we've seen that a lot this season. When, uh, when Moutier is struggling, Malone will put Jameer in there a lot. He'll take out Gary Harris and put Jameer in, and they'll be in the backcourt together, and it kind of takes the pressure off of Moutier. Um, so he can still get the minutes, but he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. Yeah. You know, every, all the time he's out there. That was a lot
0: of what George did with Andre Miller and Ty Lawson. Yeah, he did. Yeah, before he turned the keys over to Ty, was, that was kind of his babysitter in a sense. Yeah. You know, handle the ball in pressure situations, just go out there, and make plays, still. But
1: that's oh, you know, Andre Miller.
0: I think it's good for Mudier to play to off that. ball though too. I think that's. I think important. it's good.
1: Well, it would. If I have one criticism of Mudier this so far this year, it's then over reliance on shooting. I think. Yep. I think he's gotten a little too trigger-happy. Yep. Uh, I think it's that's a response to the criticism that he had no shot uh, coming out of China and high school. So that, that I think that's probably overcompensation. But he, I think he does have to do a better job of getting all of his teammates involved, not just the bigs. And, I think you know. part
0: of that too is they run so much like one four, one five pick and roll. Yeah, so much of that. And they last game, I even had a little video of they ran a they ran a one three pick and roll with Gallo. Yeah. And the play got blown up. Gallo didn't set a good screen. Moody didn't come off the screen tight. Lost the ball. Reset it. Didn't choose the screen. Shot that fadeaway baseline jumper. That's when Gallo got that offensive rebound against Ryan Anderson and put the ball back in. Yeah. So yeah. they tried it there and they're. I'm curious to see how that develops. But, yeah, I don't think the Nuggets have made things too complex on offense, which I think is a good thing. It's a very basic offense. Well,
2: what's happening is they're slumping off Moody so much in the pick and roll that they're just giving him that mid-range jumper. It's tempting, isn't it? It's so tempting. And I just looked it up. He's 15 of 51 for mid-range. So that's about 30%. I'm guessing that's below league average. Uh, It's probably below league league average. So he's taking about four and a half mid-range jumpers per game. And I don't
0: totally mind him. Like, if he's I – th- I always think with young players that they're never going to improve at something if they don't try it, if they don't work at it, if they're not doing it in-game. So I think it's important to take some of those in-game, but not at probably the frequency that he is. And I
2: mean, he's taken so many because it's, it's an easy shot to get, you know? Yeah. Because you don't have to go into the paint, you, you can just pull up. You have space because that's the shot defenses want you to be taking anyway. Mm, yeah. So I mean, it's it's there. That's why he's taking so many of them.
0: Cause I don't I don't think he's figured out quite yet. You know, all the and some of the tricks of the trade of driving. You know, of how to like initiate contact and, and to draw fouls. Like that stuff will come, I think, as, as he plays. But I, I'm, I'm kind of curious with him, like where he's going to fit into this. Where he's going to fit in to this rookie class this year. Like, we start looking at rookie of the year candidates. Is, is he up there, in your guys' opinion? of Moudier? I think I've heard enough good things from national guys about him to think that he is one of the bright spots in this class, right?
1: Uh, he has got, I mean, I do Um.
0: I don't think he's going to be. No,
1: you in probably contention. won't even probably won't even be
0: close. I, I don't, don't
1: think he's he's not going to be top three. Well, yeah. as of now. I mean, you got three that we just relisted already. Yeah. You know, Towns, Przingis, and. He uh, had twenty
0: nine points last night.
1: Twenty nine points.
0: That's
1: crazy. And. It's awesome. It's amazing. That's I,
0: what you want to see out of a rookie, though. You want to yeah. see like a flash of a great game.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Towns I- has had it. Moody, I
1: guess, had it.
2: Okafor's um, just been damn consistent.
0: Yeah. He's like going for 20 <laughs> and 10 every night. He's like the classic He's the, good stats, bad team guy. Yeah. He's the metamusel of the NBA. But I think Moody hasn't exploded yet for like that one.
2: The closest thing to that one game was opening night, probably.
0: Yeah. That yeah. Was, You're right. What did he have point total in that game? Is he at 19? Or maybe he yeah. wasn't that.
2: I'll way. look it up.
0: But that's a, that's that's one thing where you have to, and I don't I don't know if it even matters. Does rookie year even matter? I mean,
1: uh, no, no. But. It's 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 an individual season award. I mean, uh, none of these awards in the grand scheme of things. I mean, look at the Nuggets: George Carl and Masai Ujiri win executive and uh, coach of the year, and George gets fired and Masai leaves. I, you know, these these end of season awards. I think that's all the proof you need that they really don't mean anything. But, you know, they're nice things to have.
0: I think kind of my uh, Javis point total.
1: Yeah,
2: so opening night, he had 17 and 9. 17 points, 9 assists. That was probably one of his better games. And then that game against Portland when he had 18 and uh, 6 and 5 when he kind of took over down the stretch.
0: Two big blocks, kind of guy. That there. was probably
1: his other best game—the the one with the two blocks at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yep.
0: On. on uh, I think that was game.
1: probably his best game. I think.
0: Yeah. That was good. That Houston game was crazy. He was just hitting those mid ranges and just got, <laughs> yep. got crazy with it. But I think looking at it, I, I don't really look at anybody else in this as, a, if I, as I look at the draft. I, I think, ah, okay, maybe the Nuggets would have been nice if they had got the first pick and gotten Towns. Other than that, I'm like, I don't see another guy that I. Would want more for the Nuggets than Moutier, which is good. I think Jeff might say Porzingis.
2: Well, I mean Russell could be really nice here, but who knows? But I mean, I'm. I'm you
1: wouldn't f- take the Zinger? No, no. I, I
2: would take Moutier. I'd take still. Moutier.
0: I
1: think both of you are nuts. Both of
2: you are insane. You're buying into that New York hype, Jeff. You are
0: insane. Do you want to recant before you get lynched in the? You are insane. You take, come for the pitchforks. You, oh, you take you take torches. Torches. I can hear them.
1: They're coming. <laughs> You, you take Let's Porzingis driving up here from the every time. Every time.
2: I would still take Moutier. It's blasphemy.
0: I think if they redid the draft, though, I think it goes Towns. I think two is probably Porzingis. Two is definitely
2: Porzingis.
0: <laughs> I think the Lakers definitely would have taken him.
2: Oh, yeah. So Porzingis goes two.
0: I think Moutier probably goes five. I think you move Sonia yeah, and Cauley-Stein out of there.
2: Still should have gone five in the original draft, probably.
0: Yeah. Well, I he probably
1: know. should have at least gone six. I love
0: Moody oh, yeah. though, man. I and think it's The has. Kings,
1: and they send it, ended up drafting Willie Cauley-Stein. Ah, dude,
2: Moody would be really good in Sacramento, too, man.
0: Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would be good. i am really been in more and more impressed with him finding bigs in the pick-and-roll with his passing. Like, he threw a couple just, like, one-handed sling passes to Fareed rolling to the rim, and it's like, what? That doesn't seem like a move that you should have down until, like, year four.
1: Well, if we're going to talk about... Uh, rookies we need to talk about our boy uh nikola Jokic, who tonight against the san antonio spurs had a had
0: just completely changed the subject i,
1: mean? <laughs> I did i was actually <laughs> going
2: to say one more thing about Moutier. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead, said, real say it, quick say it um, don't his, leave
0: transitions to
2: Jack. his his passing like, I think he could be... If I don't transition, I'll never get talked about <laughs> I think he could be a <laughs> Steph Curry-level passer. Like, I don't know. I consider Steph Curry the best passer in the league right now. Like, I think that's Man. how good of a passer he could be.
0: Isn't that crazy? Like, who's the best three-point shooter in the league? Steph Curry. Who's the best passer in the league? Steph Curry. <laughs> who's the best free-throw shooter in the league? Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph and Curry. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Nate, I think, I think Harrison is on the...
0: No, that's just Golden facts. Those are facts. Bands. I just listed
1: off three facts.
0: <laughs> those are 100% <laughs> facts. Science proved those. Wardell Curry. <laughs> Nine out of ten scientists would agree. He's amazing. And it, it, it's crazy to think about that you would say Moutier can catch up to Steph Curry's passing ability, but you do realize Steph Curry is an amazing, unbelievable amazing passer. passer.
1: All right, we're going to talk about what I want. Now. Jokic. Nikola Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rookie. All right, moving on. 23... And 12 tonight. And 6-6 six six at the free throw line. That's, that's pretty amazing. And he was playing against... Uh, I don't give
0: a shit what anybody says. That's against the Spurs. That's legit. That,
1: that, yeah, that was mostly against... Uh, yep. Has anybody I, tweeted I this Aldridge. stat
0: line to Matt Moore yet? <laughs> <laughs> someone should. Someone should. We need to do that. I mean, that's that's actually... That's that's what I was talking about though. You have to have rookies that have performances that kind of make you go, oh shit. And he played. 30, and that's kind of an oh shit performance. And he played thirty
1: one minutes, 50, I mean, basically thirty two minutes tonight, which is the most Love he's ever that. played this year. So I mean, what was, what
0: was Hickson's minutes? 16. 16 minutes. It was for was
1: Da Arthur was eighteen.
2: Wow, dude, Jokic Jokic played the what most minutes Eid? out of anyone tonight.
1: Fareed was twenty eight.
0: Man, I like that. I, it's I. I I asked Malone the other day, you know, is it, is it is it hard to keep Jokic off the floor? Yeah, I, th- I think that that's just going to be a growing problem. Jokic has some moves. He looks lost sometimes. You know, he definitely looks like a rookie. And his body control is not on Porzingis' level. But he's also, he hasn't shown to be out of control that much either. A little bit. Here and there.
1: He needs to slow down a little. Outside of that. I think he's very mostly composed. And yeah. somebody needs to um, tell
0: him in the NBA you are allowed to dunk. Or I'm
1: yeah. not sure how easily he can dunk.
0: I saw him, <laughs> I saw
1: I saw him dunk on Monday. <laughs>
0: the Lou Al Center. You saw it. It actually happened. I, I
1: saw him dunk on Monday. Uh, he was uh, uh, by himself and he dunked very easily. I'm like with one hand. I'm like. That's what I'm Dude. saying
0: every once in a while he gets up there and you're like. He's got more spry than he leads on. This yeah. kid. His
2: his basketball IQ is so high, and his his footwork's so good. Um, I mean, we think I think he's got second most potential on this team, after Moutier probably. Yeah,
0: I think you can tell that there's stuff that he knows he's not supposed to be doing. Like right. tonight, he had a ball at the three point line and he kind of stopped. In transition, he's given it up a, a few times where he could have ran the break himself. He's capable of doing that kind of thing. And they haven't even started working him out of the like high post yet. Where he was tremendous in summer league of dropping off passes and stuff. He hasn't even done yeah, yeah, he hasn't done any of that. So Harrison's right, he has man. like he has a ton of potential.
1: It's a little perplexing because he was as you were right, in summer league he was doing all that stuff that yeah. he wasn't obviously it's summer league, but I mean well by the way, Moody's stat line tonight. Two of twelve uh, seven assists, five points. That's that probably his worst game of the season. Tonight. You want to
0: change that piece to uh, Jokic tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't started writing it, so uh, I still could. This is that. You man, want that's, to. that's kind a of big brutal.
1: Uh, he had a minus 18. Jeez. <laughs> well, sometimes you have games like that. Shit well, I mean, we, um, all,
2: we all knew Moody's shooting was going to fall off, but I don't think we thought it was going to fall off this quickly. I think he's uh, I mean his
1: last couple games have been pretty Here it bad is. Ahead. So he's three
2: this is before tonight. So he didn't shoot any threes tonight, but he was three of his last 24 before tonight Ugh. from 3.
0: Last I checked he was 2 of 18, so he's made like one out of his next 6 yeah. or so.
2: And he started he started 8 of 17 from 3. There was a stretch in his first 3 games. Uh, there was a stretch was in the such game a nice
1: night. Where I kept looking up and seeing JJ Hickson bricking shots. He was 2 of 10. He was 2 of 10. In 16 minutes, he was 2 of 10. I think
0: that's why uh, Jokic (laughs) got so much burn tonight. I think Malone (laughs) had seen enough from J.J.
1: I mean, Gallo was 2 of 9 in 30 minutes. Hickson was 2 of 10 in 16.
0: See, so there's there's another good point. So Gallo last night, what, 12 of 17, 12 of 19?
1: Yeah.
0: Tonight, 2 of 9?
1: 2 of 9.
0: You can't have games like that from your best player. I mean, you really can't. Not that often. Yeah, well, that's what
2: Gallo's got to show. He's got to show that... He can take the burden of take the burden upon himself to score as the number one option every night. And, I mean, he hasn't showed
0: that yet. He only, especially sh- when you're on the second of a back to back in San Antonio, and you're the leader of a young I,
1: team. I don't care. It's your game. I don't care that he missed shots. I care that he only took nine of them. Right. Right. And I, I, I how think many assists did he have? He had three assists, three assists, and eight rebounds. Um. I, I'll i say this. and My frustration with Gallo I wish you could is, look
0: in the box score and say, how many assist opportunities did he have? He, had, had, a lot, he had a lot of them. Oh. I, 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 mm-hmm. A lot of those were to
1: Hicks and He'd brick in his shots. But anyway...
2: Are they, you looking that
0: up? Is that stat available?
2: You can find... I don't know if it's up this quickly.
1: It'll be up tomorrow. Cool. He... Uh, my frustration with Gallo has never been him missing shots. It's always been the fact that he stops shooting. That yeah. has always what bugged was free the out of me. He had four or four in four, free throws. Yeah,
0: that's, you can't. If he's not having a good shooting night, he needs to get to the line ten times. And
1: it is, it is exceedingly frustrating to me that a guy who is capable of lighting it up. He had a game in 2012 against the, um, the Warriors where he was 0 of 10, and then suddenly hit his next seven shots in the second half of the game. And uh, he ended up with like 20 points, and he hit the game winner in overtime. It's like, and, But now you look
0: at this and you think, set two of nine? There's no excuse for nine shots in my book. Yeah, you gotta, you got to take at least your average, I think, is around 12 or 13. For yeah. him. And he should be up probably around 14 shots a game. You're just not going to, the Nuggets are not going to compete when he, when he plays like that. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean,
2: this is what we've seen from Gallo from the start, over the start of the season, right? He's been pretty inconsistent. Hasn't he? pretty
1: much over his career. He's yeah, of, this, yeah this is, this is pretty yeah. much Gallo we're, we're seeing Gallinari, the, the what he usually is but he's but he's got
0: he's got to take you know and that's fine you can be consistent you can be streaky but you have to you have to force it a little bit you know you don't you, it sucks when Westbrook goes five of 23 shooting right it sucks but sometimes as, as, as the best player on the team you have to force the issue. And like I said, I think, it's, I think it's free throws there. Maybe he wasn't getting calls. I didn't get to watch too much of the game because yeah, we, we were doing this. But
1: yeah. I think, well, he was only a minus three. Obviously, he was probably doing some good things on defense, but it was, n- there's no excuse for nine shots. And that's the frustration. If he was, if he was two of 13, I would be like, okay, he was just shooting bad. Because I'm, I'm looking at NBA.com's got
2: the advanced box score and he had 38 touches tonight. So, just for comparison, Kenneth Freed had 46 touches. J.J. Wow. Hickson had 39 touches. Wow. Boudier had 66, of course. Ugh. Yeah, that's where you're Darrell you Arthur had 35
0: touches. Gallo mm. only had three more touches tonight than Darrell Arthur. Jeez. Yeah, no that's excuse just, for that. You've got to get him involved a little bit more. I want to bring it back to, to Jokic. I, I was thinking about this leading into the season, and now I'm kind of thinking the other way on it. I thought he could play power forward next to Nurkic in a lot of lineups. I don't know if I think that's true anymore. I think he might be more of a center. But I'm still holding out hope that there might be some lineups where he can use those two. But I've also tried to always think, like, how much do you want a big guy on the outside? Like I've, I've had this thought of maybe Jokic is a guy that can shoot some threes on an occasion and stretch the floor out. I don't know if you want that out of him. I think you want some of that. but
1: It's so weird because he's six. 11, and his body screams power forward, but he plays like a guy who should work at center. And it it is a weird... I've never seen a guy who is as in-between as he is as far between power forward and center. Maybe Nene is is another one where he was really right in the middle of that.
2: Well, think about if Nene came out of college right now, right? He'd probably be a 5.
1: Yep. So, he would be.
2: So, so I mean, I think I think Jokic is going to be a 5. I don't know if he's going to be able to guard a lot of fours that's with ha- I mean, with how small with board. how small the league is right now. Yeah. But about Jokic, one last thing I had was I feel like he's in or at least to start the season, he's in the bo- he's in a little bit of a box, right? And as the season goes along, Michael Maloney is going to allow him to step outside that box and keep expanding and keep growing his game. So, I mean, I think what we're seeing now is a very small fraction of what he can actually do. And I think as the season goes on, we're going to see that stuff we saw in Summer League, like him initiating the offense from the elbow, him hitting cutters. Like, I feel like we're not seeing that now, but as the coaching staff gives him, you know, more trust and opens that box for him I think his game's going to expand with it
0: I wonder too I want to probably get Malone's take on this at some point is just what do you think the difference is between how many restrictions do you believe there are on, on Moutier or like is he being they're obviously not being handled the same way right and right. I wonder I wonder why kind of and I know I think Moutier is obviously probably the more ready to play now player and I think that, that's. That really I reason? think that's exactly it's it. It's pretty simple. Right? Is that really true, though?
1: Because Jokic has played professionally for several for like three years. Yeah, and these European players tend to come over more ready. And I, I feel
0: like Jokic is more ready than he's. I, th- I think he's ready for twenty-five minutes a night. And, and I think I, I think I, the I, Nuggets I, need to figure out a way to make that happen.
1: I am willing to say that Jokic needs. Uh, it's getting to the point where the Nuggets need to understand that Jokic needs to not be on a short leash. And he needs to get consistent high minutes in the 20s, as you were saying. Because right now he's, he's I mean, there's some nights he only gets, well, okay, against the, the Pelicans he only got one minute. And that was a more of a matchup thing. But I think the previous night to that he only got maybe 16
0: I just think he's. I think he's ready for more minutes. I, I don't think that restricting him. I think it's a disservice to him because I, I think he's better than what he's being allowed to do.
2: I mean, maybe we're seeing that he got thirty plus minutes tonight. Yeah,
0: maybe. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a bad thing, and I don't think it's a. Damn it! Why is this happening to him? But I think it's like we should be seeing, like you said, more games like tonight where he's getting so, like thirty Jokic minutes
1: should get more minutes against the Suns. Because they are bigger players, they got Tyson Chandler and uh, Al- and Lynn. He should get more minutes there. I understand why Malone didn't play him against the Pelicans because they, it was a screwy yeah, situation. It was just a weird game yeah. Yeah. with 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 Davis out and the, like a the way they had playground to go. game. But Although
0: Jokic might have had forty points in that game, <laughs> I tell you what.
1: How many times did they post up Gallo in that game? It must have been at least a seven lot. or eight times. A yeah. lot. And The guy was playing the five
0: for a lot of that game. He was. Yeah. I mean,
1: couldn't you just put Jokic in there? I mean, he's a big body. You could post up uh, Dante Cunningham. That's what yeah. I'm saying.
0: Like, I think it, at some point, too, the, I think the front office needs to say, okay, what are we doing with J.J. and Darrell?
2: Well, I'll tell you, this is what I envision happening, because what Hickson's given them is he's kept this team afloat, you know? With all the injuries they've had, they yeah. were able to put Hickson in there and kind of keep everything on a straight line, you know, not get too, you know, not get too far down. But as, you know, as we get closer to like the All-Star break and stuff, I bet Hickson's faded out of the rotation again. Jokic, maybe he's starting again. Who knows about Joffrey, but I feel like Hickson's
1: he's at his peak, if not coming a little down from his peak. Yeah, I think he's coming down from time. his peak. Uh, he had a couple good games, and then you notice he's kind of tailed off pretty dramatically. Hickson? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's kept them afloat. Yeah, and it, but the once Laverne comes back, you know, and then you, there, there's, there poses
0: another question. You got Laverne coming back. So that's My other thing with Hickson, too, is I think you want to keep him hungry for time. Yeah. And I think right now he feels like, okay, I'm in the rotation. Maybe he's getting a little relaxed I think you want to keep him fighting for time. Like He came in and looked stellar on both ends of the floor, not just on offense. He's been playing really decent defense for him in the first couple games he played. It's been tailing off, too. And then, yeah, when, when Joffrey comes back, when Nurkic even eventually comes back, I mean, there's going to be there's a lot of questions, and the front office is going to have to, to make some moves there's to help Malone out.
1: There's going to have to be some trades, or a trade, because they've got too many big guys. You know, and you just can't have a.
0: It's kind of weird to me. Sitting on the bench now. Darrell Arthur may love Colorado, may love what the Nuggets are doing. (laughs) Why did he resign here? Why didn't he sign with the Clippers? That's kind of a weird thing, right? Like, why wouldn't you want to go make a run at the finals? That is. Like, you know you're not going to play 30 minutes and start in Denver. Why would you choose to be a role player on a bad team? You could have said
1: the same thing about Gallo. Why did Gallery sign here? Why? I mean, he had one year left. He can't on the say the same thing. was going to start. He's, he's going to be a major yeah, but No, but I mean, he signed up for another couple of years. He didn't have to do that, re- renegotiating the contract. Why did he sign? He likes Denver.
0: Yeah, but he's also an integral part of the team. Darrell Arthur but, is not an but that's, integral that,
1: part of the that's, team. It's 6-1 after they sought, the Nuggets sought him out. Same thing like they did with Gallo. They went to him and said, we want to do this.
0: Yeah, but Arthur, Arthur's on record saying he almost signed with the Clippers.
1: And for some reason, he chose the Nuggets, and the Nuggets didn't sign him for that much. Well, it's probably because it
2: Tim Colony went, "Hey, uh, Nurkic is going to be back for who knows how long." Yeah, Joffrey may or may not have a back problem, so you could get some significant minutes here.
0: I gotta, mean, that could have been it. And you kind of, kind of wonder too. It's like, okay, they may get some minutes here and there, but did they misread how ready Jokic was, or how? How they, maybe. Maybe they didn't, didn't want to put a lot on him. I mean, did any
2: of us think Jokic was going to be playing this much? <laughs> 32 minutes against the Spurs? I was hoping.
1: Well, I was really let's, hoping. Let's face it. Let's face I it. After I saw him in the preseason, I was like, I'm ready for him to play 45 minutes a game. I
2: mean, I knew he was good. <laughs> I didn't know about
1: this this good this early. Well, I mean, he's that was tonight, looking at the stat line now, I, we were only casually watching the game. By twenty three and twelve against Duncan yeah. and Aldridge. He, he was their best player tonight. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, and
0: we saw it too, I guess in, in years past, we saw, you know, Freed couldn't really get off the bench when Nene was around. And then when they felt that it was time they moved Nene and, and Freed got the time and, you know, he's ran right, with it. Right, so it's it's not right. crucial that Jokic plays and gets a ton of time, you know, this season, but it it's just I guess from the fan side, I just want to see him play more because I think he's good. He's damn good. Yeah. And Moody, I, I love that moody is playing in crunch time. I love that Malone trusts him with the ball in crunch time. Yeah, they, it's awesome. They, they draw plays for him. It's like, I like Mike Malone. It's all.
2: It's exactly what I would be doing if I was the yeah. coach of the team. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's working out well. I love it.
1: Although Arthur did have nine points tonight,
0: and Arthur's not bad. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, go sign with the Clippers and chase a ring, man. Like. Interesting. It was, was your chance.
1: Jameer fell back to earth a bit.
0: <laughs> but I, it's just. Yeah, Jameer's good game against the Pelicans was incredible <laughs> luck on the mid-range. <laughs> I mean, he was hitting everything.
1: He, he was chucking. And he was just hitting. He was, he was doing a uh, uh, Jordan Crawford, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's one of those shots where I'd, I'd watch those games. Like I think probably every time Jameer shot it last night, I was going, What are you doing? Yes. Like, well, that's a terrible shot, and it goes in, and then my old roommate should always say, you're an idiot. It was obviously a good shot. It went in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> obviously. Yes,
1: obviously. You
0: know? The and shots know that go in
1: are obviously the good ones. <laughs> yeah. It's like that shot that Fournier hit tonight. But that's a funny. Clearly a great shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. The Anthony Carter conundrum. No, 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 no. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> even if Carter made it, you felt like it was only worth one point.
1: No, my, my, <laughs> <laughs> my biggest thing with Carter was the passes that sailed 20, 20 rows into this into the stands. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, he was awful. And the Nuggets. I guess who's the Nuggets' worst player By now? Yeah.
1: Um, Papa Nikola. What's <laughs> oh, boy? He
2: it's probably Randy Floy, probably. How many Foy. minutes
0: did Papa Nicolau play? Did he uh, play?
1: Fifty four seconds. <laughs>
0: yeah, he didn't really play. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if he looks like somewhat useful or <laughs> terrible. <laughs> he was that?
1: terrible in the last game. But he's got uh, he's got some good
2: spurts, man. He can, yeah. shoot, Foy, he can shoot the ball.
0: Did Foy, bad last game. Did he even play last game? Yeah not he very was, much though. He Couldn't was on the have no,
2: he was much. on the floor when the Nuggets kept losing the leads. Dude, there's a lot of players on this team that I wonder why they're on this team like
0: Randy Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Randy, Randy Foy, Floyd. I mean, it's
1: like this is the last year of his deal, right? He and should not, He it. should
0: not get out of a suit.
1: <laughs> what what perplexes me about Randy Floyd is that the Nuggets had a, had an option on him and they accepted and They it. picked
0: it <laughs> up. <laughs> all That's all what those I minutes. Don't it should be <laughs> Moutier, Jameer. And Jameer, some two-guard rotation. Should although Michel- although Randy Foy
2: did play pretty well in those two games, Jameer did miss.
0: We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about two other guys, Randy Foy or not Randy Foy. <laughs> We've already spent Gary way Harris. too much time I don't on think, Randy I don't think Gary Harris remissing. and Will Barton.
2: Uh, yes, yes we'll Garris. S- we'll start with
0: Garris. Garris. And both these guys tie into the same thing. It's, they both kind of tie into the Evan Fournier question, which is – you know, would you rather have Evan Fournier or Gary Harris? And would you rather have Evan Fournier or Will Barton? Harris is kind of a looser one, but I believe that they traded Evan Fournier because they were going to look for a shooting guard, which wound up being Gary Harris. Well,
2: how how Especially old is Gary Harris?
0: Twenty-one.
2: Okay, so he's still a couple years younger than Fournier.
0: A couple years—that's crazy. Fournier is super young still. So what's Fournier like? Twenty-three. 24 five I think. no he's not that old he's twenty three so. Siri how old is Evan Fournier <laughs> <laughs> but yeah let's talk about Gary Harris. I like me some Gary Harris hashtag
1: Garris. Preach he's so good. I know
0: <laughs> I just I think he's he's twenty three. Fournier? Yeah. I like Harris I like how he drives the ball. I like how he gets to the rim. He really attacks the rim he has the floater his three pointer is going to be, I think, eventually going to be decent, if not good. I like him. His defense is stellar. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a great defender. I want to see him become more of a playmaker in the offense and more of a reliable option on the offense because some nights it's it's not four on five, but it's. I don't. I don't. They're know, not getting a ton of. Production. Yeah, I don't
2: know if he's ever going to become a a playmaker. On offense, like that. I mean, I'd be perfectly fine if he develops into a you know three and D guy. So we said
0: he needed a flash, right? His rookie year, he had sixteen points, not really flashy. So far this year, sixteen points. Last game, didn't get to play. I don't think at all in the fourth quarter, uh, New Orleans. You know, I wonder if he's going to show a flash this season. I wonder if he's going to show us something.
1: Well, this is this is my thing with uh, Harris, and there was a moment in the Pelicans game that crystallized my issue with Gary Harris. He'll have games where he's like, "Oh yeah, he's shooting fine," but it's the shots he passes up that's infuriating, right? Yep. And he, there was a an exchange where they're passing around the perimeter. It gets to Gallo. Gallo passes it to uh, Harris, who's open. Harris passes it back to Gallo, and Gallo angrily like throws the ball back at him, and it was almost like shoot the fucking ball. And I think, and, and Harris made it. And I was said, saying on Stiffs today that it's that kind of thing that will be beneficial for Gary Harris. Is if he, if if his teammates say, "Dude, just shoot, shoot the ball. Stop worrying about whatever it is you're worrying about. Whatever Brian Shaw is in his head, you can blame that. Whatever, shoot the damn ball." And if he does that, he'll have. I will be be more willing to be less critical of him because. Right now all I'm seeing is a guy who will have moments and then he'll have shots where he's just basically wide open and drives the lane into traffic. You know, and I I don't want to see that anymore from him.
0: Sometimes I've tried to figure out if it's if it's him trying to figure out his pecking order in the offense or if it's just his lack of confidence. I don't know if it's a lack of confidence in the shot or if it's just he thinks it's a better shot to drive.
2: I, I think what it is is he's thinking way too much. Yeah. He's thinking so much on every possession. And, like, I notice this when he's even on a, on a fast break, he gets a steal and a run out. And he's thinking so much, it almost looks like he's going to fall over himself in the open court. And I'm just like, just go up and dunk the ball. And there's like been a couple instances where he's got a lane wide, op- a lane wide open to himself this season. And he's either, like, tried to draw contact or pass it off when he should just go up and dunk the ball. Yeah. And just because he's thinking way too much still, and that's a problem with a lot of young players. Mm.
0: And he's had a couple moments, too, right? Like, the Indiana game last year where he had that thunderous dunk that his mom missed in the stands. Yeah. And he had a dunk this year, too, that yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, he yeah. has those moments where it's like, dude, do that every time, and you're yeah. golden. That is, that's always been my thing
1: with him is it's like... Always, Dude. I mean,
0: he's he's played eleven games. No,
1: no more than that. He played last year. I mean, like, he didn't play last year. He played last year. He did
0: not play last year.
1: This is this is <laughs> <laughs> Nate. Nate's like his rookie <laughs> season didn't count because it was with Brian Shaw, but it, it counts for JJ Hickson. But it doesn't count for for Gary Harris. Listen, it's fine. Everything sucked under Brian Shaw, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like he just needs to do that. And that, like, like, like I said, that moment was like crystallized to me. Like the problem with Gary Harris, his teammate is like, just "Take the shot," you know. Yeah, that's, exa- G- that's exactly it. Gallo was covered, and he passed to him twice. It's like,
0: take it, yeah. and he hit it, and yeah. he hit the shot. And I'm like, do this, yeah, take it, do this, Harris, take a little bit of the thinking out of the game, and just be a little more, like. Just play within the flow of the offense. There's a kinda. there's a mental
2: wall that's in his head right now that he's got to break down.
0: And Fournier, really, honestly, if you look at it, Fournier didn't really get to that point maybe until this season in Orlando. That's a good point. I mean, it, Fournier had a he had a, some really bad games with George Carl as a coach here, you know, and he had some flashes of, of good games. And then if you look at the other guy too, you look at Will Barton. What did Barton have tonight? Do you have their stats up still? Barton's been tearing it
1: up. Barton had uh, nine points tonight. Damn it! Uh, four of ten shooting. Uh, four rebounds. Coming back to earth. So he came back down a little. Well, bit. Well, uh, Barton is a, is a bench guy. I mean, I yeah. this is he is the he is the embodiment of the guy who's on who should be coming on the off the bench. Like we were discussing tonight, like Zach, Zach Levine should be. You know, a good six man. Exactly what. Uh, what well, Will Barton should be. And tonight is a typical bench guy night. You know, they'll have good explosion nights and they'll have
0: nights where they only score nine
1: points. See, and I you think know? that
0: that's what Kenneth Fareed would do. He's the same, different position would have the same effect on a game. Comes in, changes the pace of the game, either explodes and dominates against whatever team's backup center is in there, you know, one of the Plumley brothers or something. Are they any <laughs> good?
1: One of, the, one of the Plumleys. <laughs>
0: Who are those other brothers? Ins- the insert, Zellers. The insert Zeller insert Plumley K- here. Keeping up
1: with the Plumleys.
0: <laughs> there's always another Plumley, as Adam Kinney would say.
2: There's a Mason, There's another Plumley at Duke right now. He had a big game last night.
0: <laughs> Crazy.
1: There's the so way, many I, Plumleys. I just saw the dunk of the year.
0: The dunk of Was the it year. Was that college dunk? It looks like it's coming from Damar Derozan. Oh, That's a pretty good. Who did he get?
1: Rudy Gobert.
0: No, oh, he got Rudy. <laughs> He's no longer the Stifle Tower. Wow. Your boy, Rudy Gobert, Harrison Wynn, wearing Harrison a Rudy Wind. Gobert jersey during the podcast.
2: <laughs> I took off my Alec Burks jersey and put on my Rudy, <laughs> Rudy Gobert,
0: Gobert jersey. Loves, <laughs> loves him some Rudy Gobert. Um, so yeah, Barton, I think Barton's been a bright spot for the bench, though. Because I, I I've been worried about where they're going to get scoring in production with Chandler out. It's so another thing we haven't really hit yeah, on. Yeah, the Chandler, Chandler the,
1: the Chandler thing is more important than people really believe it is. I think I think there's people who are like, "Oh, okay, it's just Chandler, he's injured all the time, blah blah blah." No, he is a integral part of what the Nuggets are trying to do. And this team he's with He's the
0: perfect small ball like 4.
1: Yeah. And this team with Gallo and Chandler in the lineup is really good.
2: Uh, it's it sucks because you see on defense how this team's trying to switch pretty much everything 1 through 4 almost every possession and sometimes even everything 1 through 5. Especially when they're in those small ball lineups, and how great Chandler would have been um, to switch on the perimeter, you know, yep. with those guys. And now they can't do that all the time. It sucks.
0: Yeah, he bridges that size, too. You have Moody and Harris roughly the same size. You have Barton a little bit bigger than them, and then you have a pretty big gap between Barton and Gallinari. You know, Fareed fits in there perfectly, and I, I loved him in Crunch Time. Fareed, Chandler fits in there perfectly.
1: Yeah. I love
0: him in Crunch Time lineups. And it it, it does suck, because like you said, Harrison, they can't switch. And and especially for Moutier, that would be, you know, you'd rack up more assists passing to Chandler on the three-point line versus, you know, either maybe Harris or Barton to a certain extent, especially with Papa Nicolau. Definitely shoots better than Papa Yeah, Papa
1: Nicolau is is weird. But anyway, yeah, yeah, Chandler...
0: Papa Nicholas not that big in person either. He came out of the locker room the other day. I was like, no, he's, he's kind of small. He said he's
1: said six nine. I don't think he's six nine. I don't think
0: he's. I think he's like six seven.
1: Yeah, <laughs> at the tallest he's six 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 seven. Yeah, because Gallo dwarfs him. and he's
2: not very yeah. like
0: Gallo
1: huge,
2: man. Gallo might be six eleven, right?
0: <laughs> Gallo's the one guy where you you see him in person, you stand to him, and you go, holy shit, this guy's enormous. Dude. He's huge.
1: I've always said that you know Quincy Miller always kept saying he kept growing. And then I would see them at practice, and Gallo was like at least an inch, an inch and a half taller than him. And I'm like, "You ain't growing, dude. You just
2: can't stop lying." <laughs> hey, so how good of a uh, how good of a defender do you guys think Will
1: Barton is? I don't
0: know. I, I haven't paid too know, much attention tonight. To it.
1: He got a steal on Tony Parker. Patty Mills. Was it Patty Mills? Yeah. Patty Mills. Yeah. On the on the sideline, I was pretty impressive. He reached.
0: Yeah, that nasty. But I think
1: I think that that's something Corey Brewer would do.
0: Yeah, that nasty block last night off the glass too. That was that, was, that was
1: nice. But I don't think I, I wouldn't put him on the best scorer on the other team.
2: Yeah, see that's that's where I was thinking that um, that they missed Chandler. Like remember when they were playing Minnesota and oh yeah, Wiggins was tearing not really tearing up Gary Harris, but just you know taking him inside into the post. And Chandler would have been great, right there.
0: He's thick. Yeah, he's yeah. got big legs too. Like he's got like big calves. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's hard to move. And I think Wiggins, that would have been a fun, interesting matchup. He matches up well. Either he can guard, you know, Durant to a degree. Nobody can actually guard Durant, but well, this is they this, is, this is something
1: that we have to think about now because everyone in the league, as of you know, if the obviously that's the stupid cliche of if the season were to end today. The Nuggets would be in the playoffs, right? Hell yeah! <laughs> if the, at the end of the season the Nuggets are close to the playoffs, or if they're close closing into February at the deadline, do you think they make a deal to push them in that over the cliff to get into the playoffs?
0: Luckily, I don't think we'll be having that discussion a week from now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not a week from now. <laughs>
0: No, I, I don't know. I, yeah, that's a that's a good point. What would they do if they were? I think hovering it, around the eighth seed. I think it might depend on
2: their draft pick situation, based on how well the Knicks are
0: doing, and the but Rockets and the Grizzlies. I think that could determine if
2: they make a trade at the deadline and what trade they make at the deadline.
0: See, I think people
1: need to give up the ghost on the Knicks. They're not going to be good enough. We're bad enough. However, the Grizzlies may.
0: They're catching fire a little bit. And what, what's their record now? They won three or four in a row or something have like they? that. They're ca- they're they're coming back. They'll be okay, I think. But uh, yeah, uh, Nuggets are going to have some options. How the season shakes out over the next few months is going to determine. Does that Rockets? The Rockets have to make the playoffs yes. in order for Denver to get that pick. Yes.
2: Yep. That Wait, might screw am I'm, I'm not. I think the Rockets are going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried about
0: that. Pelicans are out. I think that's safe to say they're toast. Yeah, well, the Pelicans I, are out.
1: Uh, who else has been losing a lot? Utah. I haven't um, even
0: looked at the standings
2: for a while. Utah is 6 and 5. They're, oh, they're they They're the 7 seed right now. Uh, Denver's the 8 seed. Oklahoma City's Utah's the 6 seed. Utah's only 6 and 5? Yeah.
0: They should be better, shouldn't they? I think so, but I've yeah, never, I've well, never totally bought in on Utah. I don't know why. I haven't watched a lot Quinn's, of them.
1: You know why? It's Quinn, Snyder, it's Quinn Snyder for me. I just, I don't think he's that good a coach. I think, I think his offense is unimaginative, and I think,
0: I feel like you can outscore the Jazz. And I, yeah,
1: you can outscore them. Well,
2: what's happened with the Jazz is Gordon Hayward's had a pretty terrible season so far. It's because he's
0: not that good.
2: See, I, I disagree with you because I think he's really good.
0: Man, he's got that sixty-three million dollar contract. Dude. I've seen him play really well. He's he's played a few games I've seen where he's done really well. I'm not a huge believer in him. I'm not a big believer in Utah, and I think most of that. My reasoning is because I just haven't seen him enough, and I, I haven't watched him that much. They, they have this, they handle Denver. At they home. have
2: this lineup where handle they them. where they throw out Burks, Hayward, um, favors. Gobert and Hood, and it's a lineup without a true point guard, and it's really fun to watch because it's crazy good defensively. How good is Burks? This they just year? can't score. Burks, Burks has been coming off the bench, and he's averaging 16 points a game. Let me ask you guys: He's something. been pretty good. That's crazy.
1: Why is it that great defensive teams, outside of the last year's Golden State Warriors, which has the two greatest shooters I've seen in a backcourt in a long time? Why is it great defensive teams tend to not be able to score? I, what, is there a correlation there? I've never been able to understand this. Is it, is it the way they
2: play? I, th- I think the Warriors are just the outlier in that situation. Because,
1: yeah, because the Bulls, their offense was awful to watch. I right. tell you
0: what, I, I clicked on the ESPN menu tonight and it said Bulls versus Suns for oh. the late game, and I just went, "Ugh!" Oh. I still have that Tom <laughs> Thibodeau stink on the there was Bulls. A, there was a streak
1: there where it was, it was.
0: They on TV Larry, every
1: damn night. It was Larry Drew's um, Atlanta Hawks with Josh Smith. And there was uh, Tom Thibodeau's Bulls on every national TV game. At least one of them. And yeah. you just wanted to puke because the <laughs> games were terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. And then you would have those games <laughs> where it's the Bulls and the Pacers. And then you just want to end your life <laughs> because it's the worst basketball you've ever seen. Defensive teams, for some reason, don't tend to be able to score. I've never been able it's the to understand Eastern it.
2: Conference, man, it's it's just so different than the West right now.
0: It's weird because, like, I don't know why it's so different. Because it, it's not like they never play. It's not like baseball where there's different rules and stuff. But it's almost like the Eastern Conference is under a different set of rules. Well, the, the East is getting a little
2: better because I mean Chicago's now way more offensive, and so is Indiana. But still, it just feels—it feels like they're just almost light years behind the West in terms of just like
0: offensive innovation. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's like they're just like lagging behind. That Miles Turner injury hurt me. Oh yeah, I like watching him; he's fun. Miles yeah, Turner. It, it really does feel like that. The, it's like the Wild West, the innovative. Like the West kind of feels like an ABA league. Like they're—they made the three-point line. You know, they made the dunk contest. They had the All-Star game, and then the. Easter conference is like yeah old school like they don't have the internet yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just is, got
1: it. This is my thing. And it yet, just
0: got off AOL's dial-up,
1: <laughs> as you know, Nate. Net zero, as you know, and <laughs> has teased me about the night my second team in the nineties was the was the Knicks. Right?
0: How that work out for you? <laughs>
1: they almost won in '94. So anyway, <laughs> uh, they were. Awful to watch on offense. Horrible. Except for Patrick Ewing and Anthony Mason acting like a point guard at times. You know. realize John
0: Starks was about <laughs> as good as Lou Williams, right? John Starks was much better than <laughs> Lou Williams, thank you. No, he wasn't. He was horrible. I will
1: not have Blasphemer. Hey, Bl- I got a special place in my heart for John Starks. John Starks. <laughs> don't ask me why. I, John just, Starks. I just do. Okay? John Starks hit big, big is shots. It the mustache?
0: Like this mustache? I, I don't
1: know. I just do. Then there's the controversial dunk over. Over uh, Horace Grant and Michael Jordan.
0: He didn't (laughs) dunk over both. One guy was pushed in the back. He kind of dunked side next to him.
1: That won them the game.
0: Won them the game.
1: Anyway, it was... But back then, the Eastern Conference was the same as it is now. Slow, walk it up, basketball. You got Scott effing Skiles... The man who, in two years, always has his players hating him in the Eastern Conference, and he's coached the same way and the same style. You have every coach except for the Atlanta Hawks, who plays more similar to the uh, to the um, Spurs. The, the, the Spurs, but even them, they, then they don't have the players. So,
0: who the Nuggets have the rest of the week? Uh, Suns on the Sun Friday Sundays. and Warriors, off? Warriors, on, Warriors Sunday. on Sunday. Shit, they'll have a couple of practices. Uh, they will not practice tomorrow. Warriors have a chance to go, what, 17-0?
2: So if they beat the <laughs> Nuggets on Sunday, they will tie the record for best start. But they
0: play before then, right?
2: They have, I think they have two games mm, before then. They're playing tonight, aren't they? Uh, they play the Clippers, I know, and then they play some other team. I don't but, think they
0: play tonight cuz they're not on ESPN, and they should always be on the <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> but they can
2: tie, they can tie the record against the Nuggets and they can break it the next game.
1: Good, they won't break you it You know it could be, you know. I I I would not be surprised if the Clippers beat them, but I wouldn't be surprised also if the Clippers get blown out by 40. You know, because I think, uh, because this is uh, one I think the Clippers are going to get blown out. But I this think is, this is still th- out. This Paul's is one thing. Out. Ever since the Denver game, the, the string of blowouts for the Warriors has not happened.
0: By the way, the Clippers, they're not going to win shit with Austin Rivers as their backup point guard. Yeah, they will not. <laughs> He's horrible.
1: Well, and their bench is just
0: a Trash. I don't, fiery I, I don't know pile why. of
1: garbage. People thought it was a good thing that they, hired, they, they brought in Lance Stevenson.
0: I don't know why they thought it was a good thing to make Doc Rivers GM. <laughs> <laughs> He's horrible.
1: He is dreadful.
0: I want to go get... We're getting Lance Stevenson. Have you guys seen Jamie Foxx do the Doc Rivers impersonation? (laughs) He was born horse.
1: (laughs) I was watching on YouTube one of those uh, 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 93 series with the Bulls and the Knicks, and Doc Rivers was the point guard of the Knicks. I was watching him. Glenn Rivers. Glenn Rivers. He looked a lot younger, but he had the same voice. He had the same (laughs) freaking voice. It's like. Man, I just swallowed a bunch of glass. He is such an overrated (laughs) coach. He is such an
2: overrated coach. (laughs) And how does he have a hairline but no hair? I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Stranger. Have you ever seen that? Yes, Yes, I have. He definitely has a hairline.
2: He definitely has no hair. I I, I hope to one day. Is that drawn on? it's the The Carlos Boozer it's the Marcus it's the Marcus Thornton is what it is
0: (laughs) Marcus Thornton yeah he's got the the same thing too
1: didn't didn't Boozer have the sharpie head once yes
0: he was on the Dan Levitar show recently talking about it was he it was phenomenal everybody should look it up and watch it because he owns it completely and it's great he said he tried to shampoo it out like eight times he's like I shampooed my head like eight times wouldn't come out He's like, I got to go to practice the next day. <laughs> He's like, I went to practice like that. He goes, I took off my hat and all my teammates, dude. Nate Robinson was on that team. That's right, Bulls. He never let that go. <laughs> God. Oh, God. All right, guys. We've been taking too much time. We're done. Well, I hope it's you, over. <laughs> hope you wow. enjoyed
1: the NBA talk tonight, people. David's a bit about it.
0: The NBA talk. Harrison, thanks for coming down, man. We appreciate you, it.
1: Anytime, guys. Anytime, Harrison.
0: Stole a night from you. Harrison, what do you got? Anything coming up you want to plug? Your Twitter handle, NBA Wind.
2: NBA Wind. That's where it's at.
0: Everybody follows the wind. The young wind. But you're from Colorado, right? You grew up in Boulder?
2: Boulder native.
0: You don't have long hair, though. It's weird.
2: <laughs> I used to have Should've... long hair. When my hair's longer than this, it get, gets a little curly. gets a little out of control. <laughs>
0: Let's
2: try to limit that.
0: <laughs> got the fro going. Uh, That's what Jeff wishes he still. Could yeah, he you've seen along. that picture, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> the infamous Jeff Morton driver's license.
2: Yes,
1: yes. I think's uh, legendary. I've, I've, I have actually. Uh, I tell people like they said they complain about their hair, and I said, "No, no." <laughs> you have no, no idea. You have no idea. I'm, people make poor decisions in their teenage years.
0: <laughs> Did you grow up watching NBA?
1: Um. Yeah, of course. What? Except, I mean. I was kind
2: of more of a college guy, actually, when I was in like, high school. Then when I got into college, started getting into the NBA. It was right when, uh, right, right when LeBron went to the Heat, I think, is when my NBA interest just went to another level. Yeah. That kind of changed the game for me.
0: That was the craziest moment in NBA free agency of all time. I couldn't believe that that all happened. The
1: decision is 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 one of those moments.
0: I remember. I absolutely <laughs> loved the decision. I did too.
2: I remember. I, I remember. I saw it on, um, like on your on your TV menu, whatever. When you hit guide, and the description comes up, and it was like the decision. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like LeBron James will announce his free agency. I'm
0: like, what? Did they should do that? Big time free agents should have to do that every time. <laughs> Dude, like right. LeBron, all he all he had to do was say. Announced the day before, uh, Cleveland. I'm not choosing you. Sorry, it's been a good run. Now the decision will be tomorrow yeah. on ESPN. That that whole special, yeah. cause like I he, loved it. He announced, it He
2: announced it, and then instantly they just like flashed to the bars in Cleveland of, of them
0: burning his jersey. And they, oh, there was yeah. that one. There was that one scene where that guy was stabbing that dude in the neck <laughs> with that glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus, they've gone berserk.
1: Yeah, they. Yeah, they uh, I, my People, my memory of that is watching LeBron sweat like Roger Ebert. I think he realized
0: just, like halfway through it that it was a horrible idea.
1: I think he did because he had this deer in headlights looking in his and I'm like, oh shit, surrounded uh, by he's, local he's, Boy
0: Scouts. <laughs> well, that whole situation was
2: crazy. You had like um, who was who was the guy who did it with him? Um, Jim Gray. Jim Gray, of course, yeah. He, like, he was, like, doing Colorado some, native. Jim, I only ask softballs. Greg. <laughs> he, like, got him going with some small talk. He was, like, yeah. LeBron, you, have you quit biting your fingernails or some crap like that? He's, <laughs> like, oh, Jim, I've, I've tried to stop, but, you know, I can't. And then he's, like, so where are you
1: playing next year? <laughs> I was, like, talk about fingernails. Let me they give go you right one, in. <laughs> let me give you one icebreaker and then let's get the show on the so, road. I, it was so fun. I... I I loved it. It was the theater and you know what? It was great for the NBA because I would have been pissed if a Nuggets right player
0: on. did that. Which is why I think it would have been cool if he would have just said, Look, Cleveland, I'm out.
1: So if Gallo did a decision, uh, le decision <laughs> And he yeah, Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that French? I think I just said French it was. <laughs> and it was uh and you know, he decided he's gonna take his talents to uh, Real Madrid, which yeah. <laughs> which you'd be like you, Gallo.
0: Going back to going overseas. <laughs> <laughs> dead to me, Gallo. <laughs> you're tall and you're dead to me. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll wrap it up. We're out of here. We'll make our decision next week.